Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you for another edition of the program. Hope you're well wherever you're listening to us in Western Australia. As I introduce Paul Hazelby and Hayes. You are a man who has been bullish on the St Kilda Football Club leading into the season. You stuck fat despite the fact that we had obviously the hiatus due to COVID and a couple of nights ago, uh, really solidifying over another team that has improved pretty well. Carlton, uh, just how good St Kilda could be this season. Good morning, Beaver. Yeah, last year I went for Brisbane. I thought they were going to be the big improvers. At the start of this year, it was the St Kilda Football Club. And the reason is, I love their coach, Brett Ratton. What he was able to do at Carlton before he was sensationally sacked uh, after getting them to the finals for Mick Malthouse back in the day. And, of course, he then went to Hawthorne worked under the great coach in Alistair Clarkson. And I thought last year when Fremantle's position was up for grabs, and I know Justin Longmuir eventually got it, but I thought he was the best candidate for that job. Now, St Kilda very quickly snapped him up because he was working there as an assistant coach. I understand that's an easy get. But with the recruits they brought in last year, Hanabry, I know he got injured on Thursday night. Brad Hill didn't play very well. But they brought in a number of good players, coupled with the youngsters that had been there. And this is a team, Beaver, that had always had skill issues and goal-kicking issues. All of a sudden, a bit of confidence, a few players in, that's gone. So I think they can go on with it this year and play finals footy. Looking forward to seeing what happens for the rest of the AFL round. We might touch on that a little bit later on in the program. But Hayes, talk to us about the Eagles and Dockers, both teams in desperate need of a win this weekend. Absolutely. And uh, I think they both get it too. I think the West Coast really? Eagles, if they don't beat Ooh. Sydney. Now, Sydney, look, they are underdone. They're losing a number of their key forwards out of their side and the impact that comes with that. Some big moves by the West Coast Eagles with Alan McGovern, Nelson and Waterman returning. Good move there with Waterman. I thought he was a bit unlucky to start the year to miss out in this team. Team. They made some big decisions with Hickey. I think I don't think you can play the two of them together, Hickey and Nat Nui. I like Oscar Allen as a second ruckman. And Lewis Jeddah, who had been going pretty badly, he looked a little bit disinterested to me. So a good call there. And I think the Fremantle Dockers can beat the Adelaide Crows. Well, they need to beat the Adelaide Crows. They've been horrendous. But the Crows would be thinking, this is it. This is their <laughs> chance to get a win. So that goes against the Fremantle Dockers. And, and great to see some moves made. Sean Darcy comes back in. I think that helps them with Rory Lobb, who struggled, let's be honest, as the number one ruckman, and Connor Blakely and Sam Sturt and Bailey Banfield all in the mix for that game on Sunday. Good to see Blakely back. I think uh, he's been harshly treated. He's got a lot to offer. He clearly has some things that Justin Longmuir needs him to work through, but I reckon if you give him some opportunity, he'll deliver. I'm completely 50-50 on both of these games. I don't think the Eagles are a shoe-in despite those ins. I, I think if I'm tipping, I'm probably going Sydney and Fremantle this weekend for our WA-18s. But just on that, Rory Lobb, you mentioned that he's been struggling as the number one ruck option. What is he? Because he, when he went to GWS as a, and was drafted, he was a forward. And then obviously Jeremy mm. Cameron, um, Tomlinson, Patton, all these other guys who went there kind of, I think it might have been a run with injury, just solidified their spots. And then they had to use him as that backup ruckman. And I, I think his development's been stunted to the point where he doesn't actually know what he is or what's expected from him from week to week. Good call from you, Beaver. I think he's a forward ruckman, number three forward. And he gets the opportunity. It's the first time the Dockers get to see Lob, Hogan and Tabernard in the same forward line. But the question is, 
Is it too tall? That's that's the issue in the AFL right now. If you don't have enough pressure in your forward half, it becomes hard. But I think they need to give it a go. And it's hard to judge when you're not having success because if the ball's going down there 50 to 60 times a game, then all of a sudden all those players can go well. But I think the Dockers can get it done. I think the Eagles can get it done. And, and what a week it's been, Beaver, with the hub scenario for the AFL. Absolute nightmare trying to put the fixture together. We do have more clarity. There'll be obviously hubs now in New South Wales, Queensland, and also here in Perth. And teams will continue to roll into Western Australia to play games here. Unfortunately for South Australia, their government not allowing that at this particular stage unless teams do roll in from other states. But it's complex. Are you confident the AFL will get there by season's end? Oh, they'll get there by season's end, whether that's October or December. I'm not too sure on which one it's going to be. But nonetheless, this is Off the Bench. There's plenty more still to come. The Dig, up next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Yes, don't dig yourself into a hole. Dial before you dig the essential first step, Hayes. Um, plenty going on. It's particularly in Victoria uh, at the moment. COVID amongst them, but still side bottom. And another um, Collingwood player, for what it's worth, being investigated for breaches of the return to play protocols. But you've got something uh, a bit peripheral to that that you'd like to take aim at today. Well, I want to start with that. When the AFL are going through the toughest time in the history of the sport, they're negotiating with all of the governments around quarantine and not breaking those rules. And then two players, senior players, I might add, both players over 30 years of age, still side bottom and Lyndon Dunn, breaking those return to play protocols set in place by the AFL to actually minimise the chance of disruption of the AFL season. So firstly at them, that is my dig. It's not good enough. They need to do better. But then Eddie Maguire comes out. Now, he's the most conflicted person in (laughs) Australia. Just two weeks ago, when a few of the other AFL players broke protocol, he absolutely fired shots at them to say it's not good enough. With everything that's going on in the game, you know, the game stands to lose $500 million for absolute stupidity. But then when his players does it, he comes out in support of them. Now, to their credit, they gave the whole story. We found out that Steel Sidebottom was very, very drunk. But he actually went on to say he's proud of the way that he handled the situation, that once he did come to his senses in the morning, that he told the club. I'm not sure that's really good no. um, words not coming. It's not, it's not leadership. leadership. No. And then he was asked strongly about the vice captaincy. Still Sidebottom's the vice captain. And he said whether he would be stripped of the vice captaincy. And he said, no, absolutely not. I'm the chairman of the football club, chairman of the board. And if it comes to us to, for it to be stripped will say absolutely no. And I found that staggering from a leader of that organisation because if Nathan Buckley and the CEO both agreed that it should be be changed, that he should lose his vice-captaincy, and then he's got the audacity to still say, no, I'll make the decisions based on what I see fit for the Collingwood (laughs) Football Club, there's so many contradictions in that. And if I was Nathan Buckley hearing that, I'd be super disappointed. Now, I just want to – I'll piggyback on yours a little bit because, as you say, the the notion of leadership within a football club, and you go, I was really proud of the fact that he got drunk but he didn't drive home. Mm. Is that the standard? No. Is that that the standard? why, Why was he drunk? Like, I know not every club has a drinking ban during the week, and, you know, especially a leadership a player in the leadership group and a senior player at that, you would trust to go, do you know what, if you, if you want to go out on a whatever night it was and have a few quiet ones with a partner, your friends or whatever, um, so be it. But Drank scotch. 
apparently well, with, with Jeremy Howe, who just went out. No, no, so he, he went enough. over to see him I've got with not, his injury. I've got no issue with that, but I'm going, if you if you want to have a few quiet ones, that's fine. But why are you drunk? Like If, that, if that's what Eddie said, if Eddie's mm. kind said he was drunk. Well, he can't remember it. Well, this is the thing. Yeah. And I'm like, what What are you, what's going Eddie on? Eddie actually said on Footy Classified, he said, oh, it was the old, you wake up in the morning, you go through one door, and that door turned out to be the front door, which put you out on the street where he's half naked. I'm not sure about you, Beaver, but no, that's, I've never done that no, in I, somebody I, else's house. I can't say that that's ever been something that's happened to me either, but I want to take it one step further back here uh, and, and take a dig at the AFL because what is clear to me is that the return to play protocols are not clear. Now, I don't know how it works. I don't know if the Players Association signs the agreement on behalf of the players or if every individual player has to sign something to agree to them. But it's not clear because you've had breaches in every different state. You've got, obviously, everything happening in Victoria at the moment. You've got people going out and drinking and being drunk and then breaking laws. You've got people going over to see their family in a separate household and breaking law. It is clear that the AFL players either don't care, which I don't think that would be the truth on the majority. I think a lot of them go, we need a season, we want to get paid. I think that it's not clear. And the AFL needs to do something because their return to play protocols are not in line necessarily with what the state's individual protocols are. So there needs to be clarity around that. It's going to be hard to get clarity because now you've got every state doing different things as well. This is what I'm saying. But I I think you're giving the players a bit of a let off there because I think they know it's you're not allowed to go into Uber. Is that pretty clear? Don't go into an Uber. Yeah. Under any circumstance. I'm I'm not saying that that's not clear, but what I'm saying is if you want to go visit your mum or your dad. Yeah, I think that is clear. Is it? I think it is. is it? Yep. Well, there's a two-hour limit. Now, two-hour limit, then that's this where is, it gets is, a bit This, this is blurred. like the 30-minute limit on your haircut, but if it goes for 34 minutes, you're not going to get mm. up and leave, are you? So, so maybe they need more clarity on that, but uh, I think the players need to put their hand up. And uh, It's not easy for them because, you know, this has been going on now for including months, the yeah. initial isolation period of uh, three or four months where they're doing uh, different lifestyles. And, and they're young men, but in the case of these two Collingwood players, they're not young men. They're leaders of their club and, and, and the sport in general. And the alcohol side of it makes it completely unforgivable. Well, that was the dig. A reminder, don't dig yourself into a whole lodge of free dial before you dig inquiry. Uh, Laura Coles is a name you may not have heard of, but she has represented her country at the highest level in the sport of shooting. I don't know a lot about it, Hayes. I'm looking forward to having a chat with her next and finding out a little bit more. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday morning. Hope you're well wherever you are in the beautiful state of Western Australia. And it is time now, thanks to Shooting Australia, enabling athletes to be the world's best, to catch up with uh, a lady, Laura Coles, who has done magnificent things for her country, of course, Australia, at both the Commonwealth Games and the Olympics. How are you, Laura? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, very, very well. Now, talk us through it. You are involved in the sport of shooting. How did you get involved uh, in the sport? Um, through family. It all came about when my grandfather gave my dad a shotgun and dad decided to go out to a local clay target club and give it a go and he really enjoyed it and I followed him out the next week. And you've been very good ever since. What are your memories of the 2014 Glasgow Commonwealth Games? You won a gold medal. Must have been pretty special. It was. It was a really, really special time. I was so lucky. I had my family there with me in Glasgow, so they got to watch me. It was It was really a, um, a mind-blowing experience, you know, something that I'd never actually expected to achieve in my lifetime. 
And from the highs of 2014 of those Commonwealth Games, then the lows, missing selection for Rio. That must have been devastating for you. But to finally then get selected for Tokyo, I know we haven't had it yet, but to go through that trough must have been a part of your growth journey. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it maybe it was a blessing in disguise to, to not make Rio. Um, it was a bit of a kick in the pants. Um, and it made me change a lot of things that maybe I wouldn't have been so willing to change if I'd kind of had an easy ride. So maybe it's a bit of a good thing in the end. Absolutely. And, and what was your initial reaction when you heard that the Tokyo Olympics had been postponed? And what did you get up to during lockdown? Did you get a chance to still get out there and, and practice? Well, my initial reaction was... Um, in some ways relieved that they were choosing to postpone the games rather than, you know, try to go ahead um, and, you know, not definitely not be able to have friends or family there or, you know, outright cancel the game. So initially that was a bit of relief um, and, you know, it means I've got a little bit more time to prepare myself now. Um, but in that, you know, in that time... Um, I actually wasn't able to train. So for about three months, um, you know, I fired my last shot in um, qualification for the 2020 Olympic Games on the 22nd of March. And three months after that, I've only just been able to return to training. So we had a little bit of time off. As long as you still got it. What's your ambitions for next year's Olympics when, and hopefully they do go ahead next year, where do you think you can finish? I am just happy to deliver my best performance on that day, whatever that best performance looks like. I would love to walk away with a medal, but I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself and just kind of enjoy it and do the best that I possibly can on the day. Great attitude. Now, what about the role of your local club? How important is that? Has been it for you and for others coming through the sport? Um, I think, you know, definitely your your local club plays such a massive role in your development. Um, I've been really lucky. My, my club is the West Australian Gun Club, and it's an amazing facility. It's probably one of the best in the Southern Hemisphere for clay target shooting. So I've been really, really lucky to have such an amazing facility on my doorstep um, that has enabled me to, you know, train on a world-class facility. So, yeah, it, it does have such a big role in your development. Laura, we really appreciate your time on the show. Best of luck going forward, and we look forward to you representing Australia uh, in Tokyo when it gets underway next year. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much for having me. Laura Coles joining us there. Shooting Australia, leading growth, sustainability and success of target shooting sports in Australia. And Hayes, uh, if you want to go into the draw to win a pair of Bose headphones worth $380, you probably need them if you're out in the shooting range, Hayes. Just a little thought there. Uh, head to NutriandWin.com.au. That's NutriandWin, N-U-T. R-I-E-N-W-I-N.com.au. All thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Terms and conditions apply. We'll be back with Off the Record next. 
Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you. Time for Off the Record. Create a healthier home with Breeze Carpet from Choices Flooring. And a reminder, you can enter to win a Dyson Vacuum C in store for details. Now, Hayes, as we do every week on this segment, we take a little look back at some of the things that people might have put their foot in their mouth. They might have mispronounced something now. Uh, Connor McKenna. Been in the news, obviously, the last couple mm. of weeks due to his false positive or false negative. We're not really sure what happened with his COVID testing, but uh, Cam Luke just confusing him with, uh, well, if you ask him, the greatest. What about now? The health department, along with Eston, is still determining Conor McGregor's close contact Conor list. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. I love Conor McGregor. He's a good, a good yeah. athlete, isn't he? He's good for the sport of oh, USC, He's the, he's the biggest name in the sport. He's made the sport, really. Is he a bit of a knob, though? Oh, I think so. That all goes with it. Uh, <laughs> a bit part of the act, though, as the well. The Mayweather it? fight was interesting, wasn't it? When mm. they sort of played as if they hated each other. Yeah. And then as soon as the fight was over, as soon as they made their billions, they were in there yeah. celebrating together as if they conned the world. Yeah. He's retired again. Well, I think it's a little bit like Danny Green and Anthony Mundine. He's coming back. I think there's a little bit of genuine hatred there, but I think most of the time they just sit there licking their lips every time they put their names on the card together. Uh, and this is a, another one um, as well. This is uh, a good friend, Pickers, just mixing up a little name here. And he takes the mark. Yeah, you stiff there, Dane Zampi. Oh, sorry, Dane Zampi. <laughs> <laughs> Get that for next week. You do put yourself in, don't you? Get that for next week. There we go. So Pickers knew he was going to be on Off the Record. Catching on, isn't it, Off the Record? You know when you've made a ball. Absolutely. That was Off the Record. Create a healthier home with Breeze Carpet from Choices Flooring. And a reminder, uh, the waffle season gets underway on July 18, Hazel, thanks to Care with Australia's best seven-year factory warranty. A couple of really interesting uh, notes that I'll get you to talk about in a second. But the fixture as of Saturday, July 18, Swan Districts will take on West Perth. That'll be at Steel Blue Oval. Subiaco and Claremont will t- uh, play, I should say, at Leaderville, Peel Thunder in Perth at David Gray's Arena. Uh, and then South Fremantle East Fremantle at Fremantle Community Bank Oval. They're pre-ordering or pre-selling tickets, I should say, for that Fremantle Derby Already, they are expecting a huge crowd for what is uh, usually a traditional fixture over Easter, I think, over the Easter long weekend traditionally. But you would have obviously spent some time down there. Great to see that rivalry will go ahead again this year. Oh, it's fantastic. Get behind it. Uh, they want 10,000, as you mentioned. I think they can go close with what's going on with football and sport, how we've been deprived for a long period of time in this state. You get the chance to go and support your teams, and they need it more than ever, the Waffle Club. So support them all, not just the two clubs I was associated with, South Fremantle and East Fremantle. I'm actually tipping Perth to do good things this year. Really? They've recruited well. They've got Brady Gray. Remember, they got a couple of players yes. from the West Coast Eagles, uh, Fraser McInnes and also Chris Marston at the end of the year, which they got legitimately. On the back of last year where they just missed, I think they can get into the finals for the first time in a long time. Subiaco be super competitive and also South Fremantle. But Good news, finally, for Cody Leggett. Now, if you haven't heard, they have been disputing with the Perth Football Club, where he's originally from, and they've been trying to do a transfer for each for 12 months, and it's been blocked because of certain contractual reasons at the Perth Football Club. Now, would you believe, because of a clerical error with the administrators at Perth, all of a sudden, Eastram Handel can sign Cody Leggett. There now, I think go. it's a great thing that he can play, but it goes to show how complex, and I've been involved with some of the list management processes in the 
the waffle. You have to be a road scholar to work it out. There's a 40 list that you've got to have all your players on. If they're not on there, they become eligible and free for other clubs to get. Now, because of a deadline change of one month, Perth have made a mistake here. So he now gets the opportunity to go for two East Romano, which is great because we want the best players to be able to play. But this has been a long-running saga, Beaver. Certainly it has. And that is another edition of... Off the bench, the long-running, much-loved program here, of course, on a Saturday. Hayes, really appreciate your time. As always, Kia offers value you can trust in Australia's best seven-year warranty across the entire range. And a reminder, if you would like to go into the draw to win a pair of Bose headphones valued at $380, head to nutrienwin.com.au. That's nutrien, N-U-T-R-I-E-N-W-I-N.com.au. All thanks to Nutrien Ag Solutions. Terms and conditions apply. We'll do all that again next. Apply. We'll do all that again. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.